Hey everybody, welcome to a Kingdom Project podcast. I am Joseph, alongside my great brother, Ernie Hernandez. How are you, my brother? I'm good, thank you. Thank you, Joseph. This is the first of the month. We're here. That's right. This November. is the first of November. Yes. Wow. <laughs> the year went by, it flew by. It did, it did. And it's our 40th episode significant the number 40 yes what does 40 represent in the bible so 40 in the bible stands for the testing of the flesh Mm. Um, so that's one of the implications of 40 the symbolism okay definitely um it can definitely also include judgment judgment okay 40 uh, some attribute it to being um, a uh, 40 years equals a, um, a biblical generation. Interesting. You know, when you yeah. see the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness oh, for 40, 40 years. years. That's right. And then they finally enter into the promised land and it's a brand new generation. Mm. Uh, the former generation died in the wilderness except for two wow uh which was joseph and caleb right right so, or joshua joshua i'm sorry joshua yeah and joshua and caleb That's so right. yeah a whole generation passed away and didn't even get to enter in wow <laughs> so 40 is <laughs> very symbolic you know yeah with uh several um fasts 40-day oh, fast yeah, right. that are described by Moses, yeah. by Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. 40 days, 40, 40 nights. days, 40 nights of fasting. That's right. Yeah, the flood. Oh, yeah. 40 right. days, 40 nights, you know, with Noah. Yeah. So it's there. It's patterned. A lot of 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... It's a it's an important it's an important show I would say, this episode. It so, is. Yeah. Um, I know we're gonna be trans. Uh, it's like a transition um, episode. We're gonna kind of right cap it off from our series that we've been in, um, which was uh, Matthew chapter tor- twenty four and twenty five. Um, so I'm excited what uh, what uh, what the Lord's gonna be showing us here. Yes, me too. Me too. So. Ernie. So let us pray with our yeah, listeners. Yeah, let's pray. Lord, thank you for the faithfulness of God uh, through this series that we've been in and now um, just coming to the 40th one. We just want to stop and give you thanks. Lord, we thank you because you're the one um, who initiated this and you're the author and the finisher of our faith. When you start something, you finish it. And we just thank you that the good work you've begun in us, you have promised to complete until the day of Jesus Christ. And so we're thankful for that. And uh, we're very, very poised, very positioned um, to just receive what you have for us at this particular junction because uh, um, you spoke to me earlier uh, in the week that you're changing the scenery, that things are going to change and look different. 
um, and not in a bad sense, but in a positive sense. Even though there's always things going on negative around us, um, we can expect you to show up in situations and circumstances and turn things around for good. And so we just love you because you're so uh, amazing, you're so awesome. And we pray a special blessing over our listeners and our supporters that you would uh, put your hand upon them and that they would be activated by you uh, for the purpose of the kingdom, that they would reach new heights and new levels and receive new revelations in Jesus' name. And uh, Lord, we'll thank you for it and especially uh, appreciate the Holy Spirit who is not only the governor of the kingdom, but he is the spirit of truth who brings to light and explains Christ's teachings to us so that we can understand them. We submit to you, Holy Spirit, to guide us and direct us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Woo. So um, as we uh, look into Matthew 25 today, okay. starting with verse 14, it's with a sense of soberness and seriousness because of the times that we're in. Right. Um, very evident, uh, if it isn't to you yet, it will be, that there are definitely um, a shifting in things that are lining up with uh, end times uh, eschatology. Mm. Even as we saw with Israel and with Hamas yeah. and the atrocities taking place there. Right. And yet very, very um, uh, significant in regards to uh, prophetic perspectives. Mm. Uh, even what we've been studying in Matthew 24 and 25. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't surprise us, yet they do because of loss of life. Yeah, both you know, sides. Yeah. On both sides, yeah. and uh, nobody wants to see that. Mm. And the potential for things to escalate mm. uh, with more than just Israel and Palestine. Um so uh, definitely uh, these days are really packed, you know, with indicators for us Yeah, that the trumpets are sounding yeah. and we need to pay attention and listen. Mm. And our job is to um, prepare the bride, is to get his people ready for the soon return of Jesus Christ. So mm. we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Okay. Okay. But let's look at the parable of the talents. Okay. We, we've uh, already done uh, some work in Matthew 25. And we, um, you know, we mentioned that these three parables in Matthew 25 are all connected. Mm. They're not just to be meant to be understood separately, but they're all actually connected. Right. And we started off explaining that Jesus is speaking to three different groups and how God deals with those three groups. Um, the first one being the Jews, Israel, and the second one being the church, the believers. Uh, 
and uh, those that are uh, Gentiles or in the world. Um, and now we're coming close to uh, the shift where he starts to, to speak to the nations mm, wow. uh, in the last parable. But before that is the parable of the talents. Right. So let's read it together, okay. uh, starting with verse 14. Okay. And uh, let's go to... Um, uh, it's, it's pretty long. So let's go to verse um, 23 right now. 23, okay. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more so also who he who had the two talents made the two talents more but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money now after a long time the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them and he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more saying master you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will mm. set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Okay, so, so far in, in the parable, let's just uh, glean a couple of things. Go back to verse 14 because it's, again, it's a long parable and right. there's a lot of details in it. Right. Okay. And um, as we look at it at the beginning, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. So the very mention at the beginning is, um, of course, this is a parable speaking about what the kingdom of God is like. Mm -hmm. Okay, And again, the group that Jesus is addressing is the church, um, right. just like we learned from the ten virgins. Okay. Right and the and the wedding, right, okay. right. Um, in this particular parable, uh, a man is pictured traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. So it's a picture of how uh, this long journey, okay, uh, is being described, is. Um, indicating uh, that it's a picture of the church age. Mm. So it's it's a long period, okay, right. and a journey that is very lengthy, okay? And uh, so it's talking about that, the reality that this is picturing, because it's the kingdom of God, okay, that the church age, even though it's been, um, you know, a long period of time, is coming to a close. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to understand. OK, 
okay, that this is where we are, that the now, you know, present age of the church is coming to a close, and we're entering, because it talks here about, um, you know, he uh, came and he called his own servants, okay, and delivered his goods to them. <coughs> and then he gave them talents, okay, and gifts, in other words. And, uh, and then he went on his journey. But then um, these who were given these talents, these gifts, uh, began to use those gifts and talents and multiplied them. Okay, um, used them to the fullest, as a matter of fact. And uh, one of them was given five, the other was given two, and one was given one, and it says according to their ability. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came in verse 19 and settled accounts with them. I want you to look at that verse again, verse 19. 19. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So that that's a key verse for us today, because we need to understand that there's going to come a day of giving accountability before the Lord. Um, when the Lord returns... Uh, this parable is uh, signifying that it's going to be when he comes back in the air and he's going to meet there those that are going to be raptured. Mm -hmm. It's about the judgment seat of Christ mm -hmm. for the believers. Remember, this is believers. Okay? Right. right. And so that's going to take place first in the air. At the judgment seat of Christ, where we'll be, we'll be um, giving an account as to our lifestyle, our behavior, what we did with everything the Lord gave us, basically. Um, and some for rewards and some for punishment. Right. We don't tell people that. We just tell them the good. Okay, We just tell them, yeah, we're going to go before the judgment seat of Christ and we're going to be rewarded, and that's it. Right. No, there's more to it, okay? Um, and uh, the reality is we, we've never been taught, we have never been taught that before. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's all through Scripture, and um, it's important for us to understand when I'm saying something today, it's not just off the top of my head. It's because I've studied the scriptures and have scriptures after scriptures in context of the whole Bible mm -hmm. that agree with what we're releasing, what we're saying, okay, into our podcasts. Right. So there's a day of reckoning coming. There's a day of reckoning that's not all negative. It's good. It's for rewards. Mm -hmm. It's for those that they're overcomers. Right. right. They used everything God gave them and they were faithful with them. Mm -hmm. They were producers. 
that's a huge indicator right there for you and for me to understand that we don't just need to be watching and waiting, but we need to be faithful watchers and waiters. Yeah. That as we watch and wait, we're being faithful with what we've been given, mm. the goods, the gifts, because they didn't really um, you know, earn these. They were gifts. They were given to them okay, in this parable. And so as we look at it together, um, <clears throat> uh, let's go to um, verse 20. It says, So he had received five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents beside them. Mm, he doubled them. He doubled them. Yeah. And listen to what his Lord said to him. Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. And then he does the same thing after this with the one with two talents, the two talented man. The same exact thing. Okay. And the same results. Hmm. So the way that the Lord appraises things is not according to the quantity of things. Right. See, it seems like it's the ability. It's, it's your ability, ability to fully use whatever you have been given, whether it's five talents or two sure. talents or even one talent. Mm. That man that gave they gave that the Lord gave one talent to, he would have had the same results if he'd have used that one talent to its fullest. Mm. It's not the amount of talent. We we get caught up on that. Why did he give him five and right. him only two? Right, right. And that guy only got one. That's not fair. No, because the way the Lord appraises is not uh, according to how much you have, you've been given, but what you do with it. What you do with it. Okay. Whether you're faithful or not to steward it well and to multiply it and produce and be productive with mm. it. That's, that's the key right there, okay? I mean, there's a whole lot more in this particular parable but I wanted to get to just the bottom line of it. Okay. Okay. Um, because if you don't understand this, then you're going to miss the fact that, first of all, um, you have a talent, you have a gift, and, and this means money as well, okay? Because mm -hmm. a talent represents finances mm -hmm. as well. Um, and, and so... And what we're doing with it, you know, is a theological document. It's a record mm. you know, of what we really believe and what we really worship. Yeah. So if you want to know what you really believe and what you really worship, you can look at certain areas of your life and they tell you. Yeah. Wow. You know, where you spend all your money, yeah. where you spend all your time 
where you spend all your energies. It's like a financial statement. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's telling. Yeah. It's evidence as to whether we're really what we say we are. Right, right. You know, uh, the proof is in the pudding, in other words. And and so uh, when we look at the end time uh, parables, like Matthew 25, they're very, like I said, sobering. Yeah. Okay. Um, these servants, you know, they had the same opportunity. Okay. Even though they were given different amounts. Um, and they could have all received that well done, thou good and faithful servant. Right. But if, if we look closely uh, in verse 24, then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there, you have what is, what is yours. Mm. Right? So this particular servant was afraid and hid his talent and didn't use it to its fullest, okay? Uh, he missed the opportunity that he was given. He didn't, he misused the gift, the talent that he was given, the goods, you know? And so instead what he did is he buried it. And, uh, you know, if we use our talents and our gifts to the fullest, we have nothing to be afraid of. Right. There's no fear. Right. It's when we think about what we've done with what we've been given that many times it causes fear to grip us. Wow. You know, we become afraid yeah. because we know that part of what this servant said about the Lord is true. He reaps where he doesn't sow. That's what he said. Okay. He, he said there, um, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So in other words, he's describing the Lord as being very strict right. with his goods and, you know, with the accountability. And in, and in respect to that, he's partially right. The Lord is very strict and he has his own protocol and principles. Um, and, and if we don't operate in them, uh, he's not going to make excuses for us. Yeah. Um, either we did or we didn't. What did you do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, and uh, uh, the fact that he went and hid this talent in the ground, um, he didn't reproduce or it wasn't productive at all it didn't do anything nothing all he could say to the lord when the lord came back that was holding his servants accountable was here i kept what you gave me i didn't lose it i still have it which many of us are doing i'm saved and i know that i am lord and i kept my salvation yeah. i'm still saved yeah you know when yeah, it's like returns. just a waiting game yes yeah. Right. But man, this is when you're describing this, this is just like screaming out 
Genesis to me. You know, be fruitful, multiply. You know, he's a God of reproduction. You know what I mean? And I'm exactly. like, wow. Even even in here, like even in these end time parables, it's like right. it shows up. There it is. You know? Yeah. He, he didn't change his mind. <laughs> right. His strategy, his plan, his yeah. purpose is yeah. still the same. And even from like a kingdom perspective, you think of a king, what he says is law. You know, what he says is that's that's it. If he says exactly. it, that's it. You know, there's no changing it. There's only he can do that. You know? That's right. Yeah. Sobering for sure. Yes. Yeah. And 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 so these are also um um it's 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 like a, a litmus test mm. for what's a real overcomer. Yeah. You know, it, it's not just somebody who has a lot of faith and who believes and who prophesies and who casts out demons, but it's someone that is very responsible mm-hmm. with who they are and what they've been given, and what they do with it, how they, you know, use it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and it is about um, the kingdom, okay, which is about occupying. You know, I, I I get this word of like infiltration, like infiltrate the systems you know of yeah. God, use god's culture to rule over yeah. take over yes you know, territory yeah <laughs> that's it you know exactly yeah that's what it is and very well described thank you joseph uh-huh. um, the lord responds to um that servant in verse 26 and he says you wicked and lazy servant. Another translation says slothful. Okay, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. Mm. Crazy, right? So, first of all, we're looking at what happens when a person during the church age uses what God has given them. Mm. They're faithful with it. They use it to the fullest. They expand, like you said, uh, territory. Um, they are producing, okay? They are occupying, like I said, taking over territory or whatever it is, okay? Mm-hmm. And infiltrating, bringing the culture of king, the kingdom to bear on the culture of today. Right. Okay? And, and so those that use their talents to the uh, fullest during the church age when the kingdom age comes, which is going to replace the church age, when the kingdom age comes, those five talented, two talented that were faithful are going to receive more in the next kingdom, the rewards. But the ones who don't do anything with it, okay, and um, they don't invest it, they end up just trying to keep what they have, and that's it. 
when they come into the kingdom age, um, they're not going to receive anything. Mm. In fact, what they have is going to be taken away from them and given to some of the others Mm -hmm. that did use, you know, their gifts and their talents and everything. That's what this is picturing, okay? Now, I'm just trying to explain it in a simple way, but I think you're getting the idea, yeah. okay, that what matters most right now is what we're doing today. Today, yeah. Because it's going to impact the age to come. Yeah. And we want to be prepared for that. Uh, we do get to taste of the power of the age to come now, mm-hmm. okay, as we... We stay in connectivity with the Lord, mm-hmm. okay? And we continue to utilize what we've been given, and we're waiting, we're watching, we're, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that brings us into the enjoyment of experiencing the age, the power of the age to come, a taste of it. Wow. But when the full, you know, kingdom age comes and manifests, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> it's a whole nother experience, okay? Right. And many are not prepared for that because they think that they're just going to go to heaven and that's right. it. Everything is done. And it's not. It will be, but we're still going through a journey and a process mm. uh, that's going to take us there. So, um, yeah. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. So um, this scene here where the Lord says, you know what, Uh, you should have deposited my money. Actually, another translation says my silver, okay, with the bankers. So that whole little picture there is important because it's it's implying something, okay? Because uh, silver has to do with redemption, Okay, and salvation, in other words. Okay, so he's saying here, what you ought to do, you should have gotten my money, my silver, and you should have at least deposited or given it to the bankers. So who are the bankers? Yeah, that's the question. Right? Who's the bankers that it's speaking? Is it actual bankers from a bank? or <laughs> It's actually a metaphor representing people, okay? Like... Um, uh, brand new believers or weak Christians mm. or backslidden Christians or, you know, people that are really in a bad way, okay? And you investing the redemption of Christ to help people, okay? To bring them into the kingdom right right uh, but also to help those that are already saved believers but they're backslidden they're no longer serving god they're angry at god they're troubled they're whatever you want to call it church hurt you know all mm-hmm. the scenarios yeah uh, because in investing the silver okay into the bankers uh it will produce something in you, okay, you will be helping and you will bring a testimony of the Lord 
to the world that the body of Christ universally exists when we start loving and caring for people. Hmm. When you take time to care and to love on his people and to help and encourage them and help them get healthy and whole mm -hmm. and help them with whatever things are necessary or needed, then a transformation starts taking place in you. Wow. You begin to enter into a third heaven. Wow. And you're increasing. Okay, what you, little you may have, what you little you may think you have, Okay, because everybody thinks about, in the church world, talents and gifts and all that have to do with speaking. It, you don't have to be a good speaker okay, um, to accomplish with what you've been given, mm -hmm. okay, the fullest use of. Okay? Some are speakers. Mm -hmm. Some God uses to speak in tremendous ways. But don't let that intimidate you because you maybe are not articulate. an orator. You're not articulate. Uh, right. You don't know how to say it right. You can't say it like that person or communicate well and all that. That's not the, It's not limited to just being a speaker in the church. Mm -hmm. That's what we try to get people to do and become in the church. Right. But that's not the only thing. Wow. Using your love and caring for his people has tremendous dividends to it. Serving, you know, giving of yourself uh, to those that are hurting and those that are needing and caring for them. Amen. I hope somebody's listening to yeah, that. That's good, okay? man. Because we misinterpret it a lot of times that in order to really please God, we have to be full of the anointing and the power of God to prophesy and to preach and to teach. And and those that do it, they're more gifted, they're, you know, more talented, they're more valuable and all. No. Don't be deceived by that. Okay, That's an overemphasis. Right. Because just as needed, if you look at the um, gifts in Romans chapter 12, mm -hmm. Romans chapter 12 has a list of the more mature gifts. Oh, wow. Mature gifts. Yeah. So there are many gifts, okay, described in the Bible, but not all of them are mature gifts. Some of them are power gifts, miracle gifts, gifts of uh, speaking, like mm -hmm. I said, uh, gifts of... Uh, uh, prophecy, you know, um, speaking in tongues, and other gifts. Uh, those are the, those are not the real mature gifts. Gifts because those are mentioned in First Corinthians, and Paul told the Corinthians, "You guys don't lack behind in any gifts." Yeah. But yet you're still carnal. I can't wow. talk to you as spiritual. You're like babes. Wow. <laughs> Surprise, right? Because yeah. we thought that's how you know a person's really of God. You right, know? right. But no. When you go to Romans, you start looking at, because 1 Corinthians is about what the Lord doesn't want the church to look like because it's full of problems. And Paul's correcting all the problems. Right. Romans ends up being a picture of 
and Second Corinthians of what he does want the church to look mm -hmm. like. And so in Romans, after you get through all the theological presentation of Paul, he comes into the practicum of it. He starts talking about the mature gifts in Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, right. holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Mm. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of, of the mind. mind. Yeah. Right? And this I say to those who are among you, through the grace of God, I say this to those that are among you, don't think too highly of yourself, right. but sober up. Think with sound judgment about who you really are. Because we are the body of Christ. We have many members and we're all members of one another. And he begins to delineate for us what that looks like to where we're operating, you know, with the gifts and the goods that we've been given in a more mature way. Right. So he starts talking about if you prophecy, let him who prophesies, uh, prophesy according to the measure of faith that he's been given. In other words, it can grow, it can mature. Yeah, it's a measure. Okay. Yeah. There's a measure you've been given, only a measure. Mm. Uh, him who teaches, let him teach. A leader, let him lead. Okay, then it goes on. And those who give, the gift of giving, mm. let them do it diligently, wow. cheerfully. You know, and it starts talking about mercy, the gift of mercy. To be merciful is a gift to people. Um, and it's a powerful yeah. gift because mercy is a person. Makes you think about who, who these people are that contain these gifts and why God put them here on the earth. Right. And even in your life. Yeah. You know, when you start thinking about a mature gift, man. Yes. And and so um, and and then um, love. Love, yeah. You know, uh, a love that is without hypocrisy. And it goes on very practically, okay? <laughs> um, and it starts to describe, let's look at a little bit more of it, okay? Okay. Because since we went there, um, we want to finish that because I'm just trying to speak from memory some of these things, but... You want me to go to Romans 12? Romans 12, if you start at... Uh, Verse 5. <coughs> Verse 5. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does <coughs> acts of mercy <coughs> with me. cheerfulness. Keep going. 
Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Mm -mm. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by the evil, but overcome evil with good. It's powerful, man. It's like I was reading um, the uh, the Beatitudes, like in Paul's version. You know what I mean? Of mm. character, of mm. what it looks like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's so um, you know so sobering. Yeah. Again, I use that word a lot right now, but it's it's a wake up call, you know, for, sure. for us. Yeah. Um, because the things that we value or emphasize sometimes or overemphasize mm. is not the weightier matter. Yeah. And uh, and that's why I think the Lord's directing us to it today to remind us that just as important as somebody getting up to preach or to prophesy or do something like that to teach, taking care of people. Yeah, man. Taking care of people. I That's mean, good. We can do that. You don't. You don't have to have a speaking talent to do that. That's right. You know, there's things that we have that are precious, and we don't value them um, because they're not many times recognized. Mm -hmm. uh, hospitality. That's huge. Yeah. When do we talk about the gift of hospitality? Because making people feel welcome, welcome, and yeah. you know, at home, is so important and it's huge. Right. And what can what it can do in a person's life? Yeah, it's transforming. But it doesn't just transform them; it transforms you. Yeah, that's so good. And uh, and so, <clears throat> when we look at the talents. Um, we see the reward that's given to the five talented, the two talented, and then, of course, the rebuke that's given to the one talented. The two talented and the five talented, the reward that they were given, of course, they're going to be able to be over many things, okay? That's in the kingdom to come. But it says you will enter into the joy of your Lord. Mm -hmm. What is that? Yeah, that stood out out to me when you were reading that. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So it's a state of being in joy. 
mm-hmm. while we're here. Yes. But it's also regarding um, the difference between just being in a position or authority as to enjoyment. Ah. Enjoying God. You know, experiencing the enjoyment there is in Christ. Yeah. In other words, His presence. Oh, man, that's so good. So... You can be given authority and even a position, but nothing can compare to entering to the joy of the Lord. It's the greatest reward there is. Right. Man, it reminds me of what I was reading in in Job, man. I've been on on a Job kick. Okay. And I've just been, you know, just sitting with it. But it's the end of Job, Job 42. And uh, it says in verse, um, I guess I'll start with four. Here and I will speak. I will question you and you make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> now yes. my eye sees you. Yes. And what greater joy is there than to hear the Lord say to you, well done, good, good and faithful people, servant. You were faithful with a few things. I'm going to make you authority over many things. Right. And enter into the joy of your Lord. Yeah. It's so... It's so good. I think any son or daughter would want to hear that. degrees of reward. Yeah. Okay. But we're not thinking that way when we're here on the planet living a daily life. How is that going to impact? You know, what I'm doing today, how is that going to impact that day, that moment, when I'm caught up into the air with the Lord mm-hmm. and I'm before the judgment seat of Christ and I'm giving an account for everything I did while I was here. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even want to think about Seriously. it, to be honest with you sometimes. Yeah. How have I done? Have I been doing the right things? Have I been focused on the right things? Right. How have I looked at helping my brother, helping those that are in need or hurt? Or how have I been looking? Am I looking at it as, you know what, uh, this is going to bring, you know, um, the kingdom age to where I'm going to enter into uh, the joy of the Lord mm. because I recognized him, uh, which is going into the next parable at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, and did everything as unto him. The more, listen closely, this is going to be controversial, what I'm going to say. Okay. The more. You love the church and churches and his people, the richer you're going to be in Christ. That's not a popular statement right now. Right. Okay. But that's what I heard in this study. The Lord spoke to me and said, you know, those pastors you're connected with and those churches, 
the more you love those pastors and those churches, the richer you become. Man, so good. The more you take care of my people, the more the more you're going to receive of the wealth of the kingdom. The riches of Christ. The riches of Christ. The more you take a backslider and you take somebody that's a new believer or somebody's really weak in their walk and all that and you you give them the riches of Christ. Mm-hmm. You feed them Christ. You serve them. The wealthier you become yeah. in, the, in the age to come, in the kingdom that's coming. You get to taste it now too, but it's, it's coming. It's, you know... Yeah, that's doubling your talents right there, man. Exactly. And so now I'm looking at it. Oh, wow, I didn't even realize. And then it's taking you to another level. Mm. That's what's taking you into kingdom dimensions and realities (laughs) and glory. Yeah. (laughs) I know I can. I know what you're saying. It's this feeling of like ecstasy, you know? Yes. Oh, man. And so you taking care of that little one. Yeah. Okay? And having to do what you have to do to help that little one. Okay? It feels like, man, it's the last thing I want to do. (laughs) It's uh, sometimes intrusive. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not on the top of my list. I got other things. It's not really, you know, something that I put on the, you know, important list okay and yet the lord's saying you go there and you take care of this yeah you take care of them because in it are rewards you're receiving yeah you're you're serving but you're receiving Mm. that's why it's better to give than to receive because the more that you give, the more that you serve, the more that you live for others, the more you receive. You know, the, the proverb, proverb says it this way, to, to he who waters, if you water much, you're going to be watered. Wow. It's reciprocal, mm-hmm. and, and it's a principle. Mm-hmm. It happens. You know, it, it comes back to you. If you cast your bread on the water... After many days, it will come back and return to you. Yeah. It's so, it's <laughs> so kind of good, like man. the saying, you know, uh, be the change you, you want to see, in the, see yeah. in the world. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But it's a reality that the Lord is bringing to us today to, to emphasize what's been underemphasized, you know, and, and stop focusing on what's been overemphasized. Mm-hmm. And realize, man, that's where the that's where the rubber meets the road, right there. Yeah, I remember, I remember Pastor Uberto talking <laughs> about like the book of First and Second Corinthians, how it talks about you know most preachers preach about the problems, the problems in the church, the problems in the church. Yeah, but they lack what the solution was to those problems in each one, and it was always Christ, 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 mm-hmm. Christ. You know. Yes. And so it makes me think of that, you know. That's right. Let's focus on what is the ultimate solution, which is more Christ. That's it. We need it. 
loving on people. And it's Christ in you, the Christ hope in of you, glory. Hope of glory. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, brother. That's good, man. So we didn't get to Christ dealing with the nations today. Okay. Okay. But I don't want to go ahead and jump into it, right. okay? Because there's a lot in that we want to discuss okay. and, and talk about, Lord willing. Sounds good. Uh, but I, I'm glad that we had this 40th podcast. Definitely. Um, about the talents. Yeah. And uh, utilizing everything that God has given us to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Um, to be able to be faithful. So we want to be watching. We want to be waiting. Um, but we definitely want to be faithful. Yeah. Amen. You know, with every little thing. Um, and I think that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us to, uh, you know, challenge us to uh, start right where we are and where mm -hmm. we live. Because we always want to, you know, start change the world, displace the others. Yeah. Right? It's going to have a global impact mm -hmm. and all that. And, and yes, we can. And mm -hmm. that may be eventually. But we start where we are. Exactly. And uh, and and uh, if we can be a good neighbor, mm. you know, if we can have godly relationships, you know, um, righteous friendships, you know, we will become the glorious church and Amen. become the testimony of the Lord in the earth. Amen. That yep. he lives through his body, through the body of Christ, because we take care of each other, we love each other. And uh, even those that are upset with the church or hurt and we don't write them off, you know, um, it's not just the pastor's job to go talk to people and deal with situations. If more of us did it, you know, regardless of titles, regardless, regardless of positions. Yeah, just function uh, in it. Just think if, yeah. if everybody started living Christ, <laughs> what the world would look like. That's what it's about. Yeah. So, so good. Amen. Well, we hope this uh, episode um, really speaks to you. We hope it keeps burning coals on your head. <laughs> um, may you know provoke your thought and and uh, we we thank you, listeners. We love you. Um, until the next one. God bless. God bless.